It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What's up, Dolphins fans? This is Kyle Krabs of Locked On Dolphins. Today is Tuesday, January 4th, 2022. going to promise I get that right with the new year behind us. And a uh, 2021 NFL season that is almost behind us as Dolphins fan with just one week left to go. What am I most interested in over the next seven days? I'm glad you asked because that's what we're covering. Today on Locked On Dolphins. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, Dolphins fans? This is your host, Kyle Krabs, here on another episode of Locked On Dolphins. I hope everybody's doing well. Obviously, the transgressions from Sunday are not easily forgotten in these parts as evidenced by the social media timeline. Uh, A lot of anger, frustration uh, on social media as regards to Miami's 34-3 loss to the Tennessee Titans to drop the team to 8-8 and and a couple of wins and losses across the league elsewhere later, and the Dolphins are eliminated from the playoffs, uh, guaranteeing this playoff winless streak will continue for at least another year here in uh, Dolphins land. But... uh, There's still plenty to be engaged with and be paying attention to. And we're going to talk about that today on the show. I want to thank you guys for making Miami Locked on Dolphins your first Miami Dolphins listen of the day. Uh, I'm your host, Kyle Krabs, director of scouting at the Draft Network, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan. And uh, looking across the league, I certainly think there are a couple of things worth our attention, starting first and foremost uh, with the Miami Dolphins 2022 schedule. Uh, There's a significant amount of the schedule that is left up in the air as things currently stand. And uh, the results of week 18 are going to help determine who some of these teams that we are going to catch on the schedule next year actually are. Uh, What we do know is this. The Dolphins are going to play the AFC East teams twice, as expected. So the New England Patriots, the Buffalo Bills, and the New York Jets. We get them each twice. Uh, We have the NFC North in its entirety. So we'll have the Green Bay Packers, potentially without Aaron Rodgers, the Chicago Bears, the Detroit Lions, and the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, We are also going to be facing the AFC North in its entirety. Uh, So we're going to get the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Cleveland Browns, the Baltimore Ravens, and the Cincinnati Bengals. And you get the third place team in the other two divisions in the AFC, plus on the NFC side of things, which is the NFC West. So for Miami, Houston Texans are locked in on the third place spot on the AFC South out of things. So we're going to be playing the Houston Texans in the AFC South, right? 
but we still have the AFC West third place opponent to figure out. And right now we currently have a very, very close bunch of teams there. We have the Raiders at nine and seven. We have the Chargers at nine and seven. And you know who plays in week 17 and week 18? The Raiders and the Chargers. So that Sunday night football game is immediately going to determine one of the opponents on the Dolphins' schedule next year. Whoever finishes in third place, whoever loses that game, is going to be on the Dolphins' schedule. There's a part of me that would like for it to be Justin Herbert, since that's obviously a storyline we're making a great deal about. Uh, there's a part of me that would also like for it to be the Raiders to try to avenge the loss that the Dolphins took at the hands of the Raiders back in September. And then on the NFC West side of things, that appears to be locked and loaded. San Francisco 49ers, a team that we have been tied to directly because of the trades that took place this past spring. Uh, we've been following them very closely and rooting for them uh, to fall off. Uh, they are currently 9-7. and seven. Seattle has six wins. Arizona has 11. So San Francisco is going to be that NFC West opponent. We're going to play the 49ers next year. Speaking of the 49ers, there's a chance that the San Francisco 49ers do not make the postseason. And it's very easily achievable outcomes. And that is, of course, rooting interest for the Dolphins because if San Francisco ends up not making the playoffs, what you will see is the 49ers are going to be inside the top 18 picks, which means they're going to be very close to where the Dolphins are going to be picking, which means that transaction with the Jalen Waddle trade and betting on themselves to keep San Francisco's pick versus their own, that's always a storyline. That's a storyline that's not going to go away right until it is settled and we realize where the dust falls on that. Uh, so here's what I can tell you. Depending on how things turn out. San Francisco, they play the LA Rams. If they lose that game on the road in LA and the New Orleans Saints beat the Atlanta Falcons, the San Francisco 49ers are going to be out of the playoffs. That's a pretty easily achievable outcome. San Francisco finishing nine and eight. New Orleans also finishing nine and eight. They would take a tiebreaker. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles are already in with at least a nine and eight record. They play the Cowboys at home. Dallas has clinched. Uh, they are not going to be eligible for the bye, so they may sit starters. It's hard to say. They've clinched the NFC East, though. So um, let's take a quick walk. We'll take a quick walk through the, the schedule for next week, and, and we're going to pretend that the Dolphins win this football game uh, against the New England Patriots at home. The Patriots are playing for an AFC East title. They're going to get their best shot, uh, but they'll probably be watching the scoreboard because the Buffalo Bills are playing the New York Jets. And that means the Bills are going to win that football game, which means the Bills are going to win the AFC East. Tennessee Titans are playing the Houston Texans. That's going to be a win for Tennessee. Uh, Baltimore versus Pittsburgh. That's kind of a tough toss-up. Uh, Baltimore's been very close in a couple of their contests over the last couple of weeks. 
Uh, I'm going to bet on Baltimore to take care of business there. Uh, the Colts are going to beat the Jaguars. Uh, the Browns are going to beat the Bengals, who uh, have the most slim outside margins of all uh, to play for an AFC bye as the one seed. I don't think they'll get that, so I think Cleveland will win that football game. Uh, and Kansas City also chasing the bye is going to play their starters. I think they'll beat the Broncos. And I do think the Chargers beat the Raiders, uh, which would give us put us in a position to be the Raiders. So if I just kind of predictively pick all the games that are left to be played, where do these two picks fall in the order? Because this is a this is a storyline that is absolutely of interest. They'd be separated by one pick. Just kind of going through that schedule, making my predictions. This is, of course, with a Dolphins win and a 49ers loss to the Rams and a Saints win to put the 49ers out of the playoffs. Miami will have flip-flopped picks and have go, will have picked 16th instead of 15th in the exchange for Jalen Waddle as a part of that deal. We can only be so lucky. If everything else goes right and Miami loses to finish 8 and 9, their pick would be 12. So it would be separated by four spots in this scenario. We'll be picking 16 instead of 12. So there's a reasonable series of outcomes that we should still be rooting for as Dolphins fans going into the offseason. Although, of course, um, it's hard to say where Miami's investments are going to come and if the draft order is even going to matter because they may be using those draft picks uh, to invest in a big name at the quarterback position, because that's kind of what they've been teasing us. They've been thinking about. I'm going to tell you guys about an incredible app for everybody who buys gas. You need to know about get upside. Listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas. Every time they fill up, just download the free get upside app in the app store or Google play right now and use promo code touchdown. You can get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using get upside. Download the app for free and use promo code touchdown to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. People who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back. And there's no catch. The cash gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime using your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card such as Amazon or other brands, just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Another storyline that I am interested in is, and I mentioned this yesterday, uh, how the Dolphins show up to work on Sunday against the Patriots. The Patriots are going to be motivated to play, at least in the early portions of the game. If it remains a close game and Buffalo starts to walk away, will they make that decision to pull their starters? It doesn't matter for Miami in the grand scheme of things. You're not making the playoffs anyway. Your playoffs ended in week 17. But you heard some of the players uh, on Monday in press availability talking about 
know, the job's not finished. We got another game. We're going to make the corrections and move on. And I hope that's the case. You know, I would love nothing more than to see this team bounce back, end the season on a high note, finish 8-1, secure a winning record, which would be the first time in 20 years you've had consecutive winning seasons, which isn't something that I'm going to turn my nose up to. Uh, I'm really surprised at the amount of Brian Flores needs to go talk that exists on the timeline uh, in the last 24 hours, 36 hours. But at the same time, like, this is kind of what we alluded to towards the end of the winning streak, right? Like, the issues that existed at one and seven still existed when you were winning seven consecutive games. So I don't understand why losing one game to Tennessee as an awful, nasty pill to swallow that you're not a legitimate postseason contender with the warts that exist on the roster is all of a sudden going to bring all of that rushing back because there were a lot of people in the timeline a week ago that were talking if, if the Dolphins went out, Brian Flores should have coach of the year consideration. And now they lost in their eight and eight with potential to go nine and eight. And Brian Flores has got to go. Yeah, we know the offense is bad. You know how bad the offense is out of 16 games in an individual season, right? So we're not counting the 14 game seasons because there weren't enough games played. And we're not counting the last game that's about to be played because it's the extra game. And this is the first time that's ever happened across all seasons in which the Dolphins have played 16 games. The 308 points that they've scored this season is the 10th worst in franchise history. This is the 10th lowest scoring season across 16 games in the history of the team. Now, you did manage to finish 8-8 eight eight across those 16 games. So that's a silver lining, I suppose. You were 24th in scoring offense. So there were eight teams that were worse than you. If you want silver lining, I don't really want silver lining. I mean, last year, the Dolphins last year scored over 400 points. They scored over 400 points for the fourth time in team history and for the first time since 86. 513 points in 84, 428 points in 85, 430 points in 86. Never scored 400 plus points in a season again until 2020 last year. They regressed across 16 games by almost 100 points. And we all know the issues that existed on last year's offensive group. Some of that was the offensive coordinator. Some of that was personnel. Some of that was the experience of the quarterback when they made the quarterback change and his familiarity with the playbook. So I get it. You know, the, the concerns have always existed with the offense, and I don't see any pathway in which Coach Lem comes back to coach the offensive line. And I have a, I'm going to have a really hard time with the selling point of bringing back the infrastructure of your offensive staff in its entirety. And that is an opportunity that Brian Flores is going to have to get right. And if this team finished with five wins, I think he'd really be in a hot seat. But he finished with eight, potentially nine. So this is a big optics game for the Dolphins organization. It's a big optics game for Brian Flores, and it is a big optics game for Tua Tagovailoa as well. Tua's played his worst three games of the season the last three weeks. And for a team that has been kicking the tires on Deshaun Watson, since January 
of last year. That's not the way to put that narrative to bed. And if I were to predictively guess what's going to happen, I would guess March comes around, and assuming there's more clarity on Deshaun Watson's legal situation and the anticipation is, if the anticipation is, that he is available to play, buckle up. And if that's the case, all of the investment and energy that we've had in rooting against the San Francisco 49ers isn't really going to matter. Because Miami will send those picks. And they will make that change. And then you got to hope he goes on to prove uh, to A, first and foremost, that he is a positive influence on this community. And then you need to hope that he proves himself to be one of those five or six transcendent quarterbacks across the league. And I don't think from a talent perspective, there's a question that he's a better quarterback than Tua Tagovailoa. There shouldn't be. But there is a morality issue that's at stake here with the unknowns that exist right now and what's been levied against him. And there is the opportunity cost that is going to come with making that exchange. Should it come to materialize? But if Tua is able to play well against the Patriots, maybe it's enough to change the perception of those decision makers involved with making such decisions. I don't know. I'd be inclined to guess it probably won't, but if you finish eight and nine and you could say you finished eight and one down the stretch over your final nine games and you were close, but no cigar and potentially missed out on the playoffs by tiebreakers. Actually, I don't think that's possible with the Raiders and the Chargers at nine and seven going into the week. Yeah, there'll be a 10 win team kind of moot point but if you can carry that kind of momentum and you play well against a divisional rival who knows but context is key and um as i kind of survey the timeline and and i'm trying to get a sense for where everybody's at there is one thing that i want to leave everybody with as far as my perspective on where this team is at right now but i'm not going to give it to you Quite so easy. I got to tell you guys about our friends over at Ben Online. Ben Online has you covered for more props, odds, and lines than ever before in the March through the college bowl season and the pro football playoffs. Ben Online is your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today. Receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code LOCKED ON basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. So don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing new offers. Bet online where the game starts. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I don't think we should get this twisted. If we're looking at 
wins and losses, right? I've seen a lot of Dolphins fans comparing the Dolphins to the Cincinnati Bengals. Oh, I can't believe the Bengals got it turned around before we did. Good for them. And yes, good for Cincinnati. Oh, anytime the teams that have traditionally struggled have that kind of success, you are happy for them. And I know we've we've prodded and we have poked and teased and and joked about the Cincinnati Bengals and Jamar Chase and versus Jalen Waddle and all that kind of stuff. Jamar Chase had a pretty phenomenal game in week 17 against the Kansas City Chiefs. And the Cincinnati Bengals won their 10th game, clinched the AFC North. Good for them. But I would also say this. The Bengals were looking, and the, their, their fans were looking at the Dolphins 12 months ago saying, damn, the Dolphins got it figured out. What did we do wrong? Did we hire the wrong coach? What do we need to do differently? Good for them. They got it figured out. We just didn't happen to make the playoffs in the first incidents in the history of the AFC wildcard range where a 10-win team was the eighth seed in the AFC. Never happened before. Not once. Of course it happened to the Dolphins. But to say, damn, Cincinnati really got it figured out. They're ahead of us. They finished ahead of us in 2021. But I wouldn't be so sure to just completely be in awe and jealousy of the Cincinnati Bengals because they played the AFC North, right? They don't, they don't play your schedule. And there's a very realistic outcome where Miami finishes the season and they're one game behind Cincinnati. And again, remember, Miami doubled them up in wins in each of the last two years. Even with Brian Flores finishing with a record that he has right now, and right now I believe he's 23 and 25. And that's a whole other subsection of looking at, oh, he's got the same record through three years as Adam Gase right now. Yeah, well, Adam Gase was supposed to win all the time, and Adam Gase's team got worse every single year. Miami had a statistical regression this year. They had a record regression this year. But they deliberately tore it down to the studs to position the team to have long-term flexibility and a lot of assets to add a lot of talent in a short amount of time. And that objective was achieved. And they overachieved in each of their first two seasons. And I think if we're honest about the offensive tackle issues and the durability issues at wide receiver and the slow start from the defense, this was probably what this was probably about the record this team deserved this year. So now you got to go out and build upon that. So I would not, and you, you can come to whatever conclusions you personally would like to. That's totally fine. You have every right to your own opinion. But from my perspective, I think it's silly to compare Brian Flores' record through three 16-game blocks to Adam Gase's when Adam Gase was supposed to win every single year. They were supposed to be a competitive football team. They scored 281 points in 2017. And in the history of the franchise, in the history of the franchise, Adam Gase's Dolphins have two of the six worst point differentials of all time. The other four were 66 and 67, the first two years of the existence of the franchise. 2007, when you went 1-15, and, and then Brian Flores' 2019 squad 
that got shredded and outscored by 100 points in the first two games. I don't think you can compare at all the Adam Gase era to what the last two years of Brian Flores has provided you. And I certainly wouldn't be looking across the way to the AFC North and say, damn, wish we could be those guys. They got it figured out. I wish Cincinnati success. I like Joe Burrow. I like a lot of the players on that roster. But you need more than a one-year sample size to call something definitively. And 12 months ago, they were looking at us saying the exact same thing. So keep that in mind. Listen, I hope you guys are doing well this week. Um, still kind of processing the loss. I don't, I don't know that I'm going to have the stomach to go back through the game tape. I will at some point. I have to evaluate the players, and I want to be able to say I evaluated all the games on the schedule. Uh, so I will get there, but I don't know that that's going to be something that I prioritize this week. Might be uh, something mid-next week that I get to and, and break down both of the last two games in succession after I've kind of come to peace in terms of however this season ends up closing for Miami. But uh, that's going to do it for us today on the show. I'm Kyle Krabs. Thanks, as always, for listening. Make sure you keep it locked in right here on Locked On Dolphins. Fins up, and I will talk with you guys again tomorrow. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.